Hi, my name is Carly Reed from CX Today, bringing you all the latest customer experience news from the industry. Now, today we're joined by Jeff Galino from CoolMiner. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, thanks. Thanks for coming to join us today. Lovely to have you with us. Now, we're going to be getting to know Jeff a little bit better over the course of this exclusive interview. But Jeff, for the sake of introductions, could you perhaps tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Sure. Um, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, uh, again, Jeff Galino. I am the Chief Technology Officer at CallMiner. Um, I also have an interesting role. I'm in charge of strategic relationships. Uh, but probably the more interesting thing about me as it relates to CallMiner is I'm the founder. And uh, so that kind of leads to how long have I been doing this, that sort of thing. Um, I've been doing it from the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I mean the beginning of the industry of interaction, customer intelligence, analytics, speech analytics, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, we sat around in a little room and talked about what we wanted to call the industry. So it's been it's been a heck of a ride. I'm pretty excited to be here. Thank you, Jeff. It's lovely. And uh, we're going to be talking to Jeff about a number of different things. Um, some examples are uh, how analytics fuels better CX. And we're also going to be learning a little bit more about CoreMiner's Eureka platform. So with that in mind, let's get cracking with our questions. Excellent. So, Jeff, first question for you today then, can you tell us a little bit more about CoreMiner's Eureka platform, please? Sure. Um, and I think the key word that you used was platform. Um, a lot of people, when they contemplate using software in this industry, they think of it as SaaS, it's a service in the cloud, and they tend to focus on features and different things like that. Oh, can it do this? Um, with a platform, we built it from the ground up to manage conversations. And when I say manage conversations, that it's phone, email, chat, text, uh, you know, forums, blogs, anywhere where a agent of the company, a human or a bot, is communicating with uh, a customer. And so we take that information uh, and we'll pick, we'll pick the most fun case, which is when they're on the phone together or they're in a, a Teams or some sort of video. And we transcribe every word said, all of the emotionality and tonality of how they say it. Um, and even in the future, we'll get facial expressions and things like that. It's not in the platform yet. But the platform enables things like that. It's very easy for us to add those features to enrich that data. And so we take that enriched data and then we do things like really ask simple questions. How'd that go? Was it a good conversation? What specifically did they talk about? In what order did they talk about it? Um, you know, was it received well by the customer? Was it, was it given well by the agent? Um, can we learn something to teach the agent? Can we learn something to teach the customer, uh, maybe a different channel to call in on. Um, at the end of it, we say, hey, you, you did this. We might even tell the agent halfway through the conversation, stop selling, you've already closed. Now we'll do this. And um, in, in a larger customer experience framework, all of this is called unsolicited feedback. So it, it seems odd. Uh, the term used to be voice of the customer, right? And we, and I, I tell you, I bristled over that so many times because I'm like, I'm hearing the actual voice of the customer, that voice of the customer, you know, but what it really led us to talk about is what is the activity to collect that information and in a, in a, in a solicited feedback. So you're thinking surveys or opinions or, or research, that sort of thing. That's a very question answer kind of phenomenon. 
if you were to run analytics on just our conversation here, yes, you're asking me questions, but it's more about how I answer it. It's more about what what questions you might have asked because I, in an unsolicited realm, I don't know what either party is going to say, so we have to hear it all. And the beauty of that is, let's say I call in to tell you that uh, the battery life on my phone is terrible and you suggest that I get a better charger, right? And I fill out a survey after the fact and, you know, how was the agent? Yeah, the agent was good, right? And, and that's it. They basically asked me that question. But what if while you were looking something up, I said, hey, when is the new, you know, uh, iPhone 22 come out? I, obviously, I mean, it's like 12 or 13 now. And, and you're like, oh, next month. And I'm like, is it going to be in red? I really want a red phone. And you go, you know, I've heard that it is. Oh, cool. Then you ask your answer your question and we end the call. The product team really wants to know about that red question, right? But there's nowhere in the survey, in the feedback that's solicited, did they know to even ask that question. But in an unsolicited way, I can grab that and then combine that with the solicited and give a broader, more closed loop view. So not only covering that's what the platform does, it's really the use case in, in kind of the framework of CX is all about collecting that unsolicited feedback for a lot of parties because we're putting it in a central place and people can look at it. Fantastic. So big answer, no, tiny question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. That's a fa fantastic answer. Thank you. Um, on to question two then. Um, what's the key to managing customer conversations across different channels? And could you tell us a little bit about how CoolMiner can help with this, please? Oh, uh, uh, great. Um, well, the first thing is managing it. The way we help is by actually managing it, right? When you when you think about a customer journey, um, I'm going to go back to this the cell phone thing. I'm just going to use that example. Um, when I asked you about my battery life, do you think that was the first time I touched your organization about that? Probably not. I probably checked your website. I probably checked other websites. I might have even tweeted about it, right? And then I probably if I'm, let's say, not in my particular generation, maybe I'm in your generation, and I probably started with a chat. And perhaps during that chat, the the agents uh, just didn't know that, that it wasn't a satisfactory conclusion. So I'm finally like, oh, I guess I'll call. So then I call and we have our conversation. I get satisfied and I get surveyed. What was the journey? From your perspective, from the company's perspective, I answered the question. But from the customer's perspective, I had one question. I, I went across five or six channels to get an answer. And being able to manage all of that, ask each of those channels, the kind of those central questions, that unsolicited feedback, put it all together. I might have mentioned the red thing on the chat and not on the call. And the product manager still wants to know it. And they still want to know it was in reference to somebody just idly waiting while you looked up an answer. In fact, even more, they're going to want to know what you looked up. And that becomes a part of my journey, even though I didn't see it, if that makes sense. Although you could have said, oh, it says right here, it's the kind of charger. Let me send you a link to this FAQ, which is on our website. Now you've added the website back into the journey in an attempt and a pretty good one, actually, of convincing me that I could have answered this myself and not bothered you or the chat person. So 
that's the advantage of being multi-channel is you can do the analytics across those channels. It's also understanding that that customer journey is real. And a lot of times, by the time they get to the end, to the answer, where the company is very satisfied, they're like, oh, we answered a question. Did you? Or did it take you five attempts to answer a question? And was that a good experience? Well, the final one is almost always a good experience because they got my question answered. But how is that going to affect my relationship with this company? So long-winded answer again. So I'll try to go faster. <laughs> not, not at all. It's, it's, um, they're fantastic answers. Thank you, Jeff. Now, in a world where organizations have lots of solution partners, how can they choose the right analytics partner uh, to get a single view of their customer journey? Um, I, I think you hit on a part of the answer in the question that single view is really, really important. Being able to look at the journey is really important. But picking, and, and typically this question is framework, uh, framed around kind of the best of breed idea versus Oh, you know, my, the call recording company I use also has analytics, so it must be easier. The reality is you, you want to pick the one that answers the questions you want to ask, that actually services you, that is highly integrated to your other solutions. And we call those, you know, what is your center of gravity? What is your keystone product? So, for instance, um, you know, CallMiner, we have, we have partnerships with Qualtrics, with InMoment, um, and, and some others. Um, and so if, let's say, for instance, Qualtrics is your center, uh, you do most of your customer interaction through there, you like their dashboards, you've got your reports being delivered to you daily, and you, and you bring on analytics, you don't want to have to learn sometimes a new solution. What you want is that data in the solution you're comfortable with. Leave your analyst, the deep analyst, to go and play with the interface of the analytics product. Now, in some cases, we're the center. It's just the, the way it works. And you want to know, does my analytics provider have the integrations out and the ability to bring that information into the middle? And so those two-way integrations, the ease of use, uh, availability across languages, platforms, all of that, it really does matter. Most analytics companies that we compete with, for instance, do it in a few languages, but our customers on average service five to 10 different regions in the world, all with their own language requirements. So that's really important, especially when you have somebody who will chat in Spanish, but then make the phone call in English, right? And then which survey do you give them, right? <laughs> you just have to be able to know and understand and interact to that. Sure, brilliant. Thank you, Jeff. Um, you touched upon some of the partners that CoolMiner works with. Um, and having seen those partners, um, could you expand on the importance of partners to CoolMiner? Uh, oh, geez. Um, I'll give you a sense. Um, we support probably, uh, I, it's a hard number to, to know because it changes pretty rapidly. I would say somewhere north of 100 different integrations. Um, we integrate to our partners. We integrate to others in our ecosystem that we are not business partners with, but we need to share the data on behalf of the customer. And that even extends to competitors. We have several competitors that we have full integrations with because I don't want to limit my customer's ability to give me information based on choices, other choices they've made, because I don't want to dictate those choices. I want to be an open system. I want to be very, very uh, accommodating. So that's, 
that leads me to, hey, obviously integration is important. And so the partners are really about go to go to market, have business relationships so that we can together solve sometimes unique problems that we couldn't solve apart. Um, you know, in the in the world of CX, which by the way is fairly encompassing, um, that that partner reach is pretty broad. Um, we tend to partner with other best of breed. Um, we use Forrester and Gartner as a guide. If you're in the upper right, you're probably our partner. And and because we're in the upper right, they they become partners with us, and we go and do beautiful business together. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Jeff. And could you tell me a little bit more about uh, Coal Miner's international presence, uh, maybe outside of the US, and uh, your approach to enabling organizations to manage analytics in multiple languages? You touched on this previously with regards to the yeah. languages. Um, internationally, we, we expanded uh, internationally uh, into the UK, I want to say 10 or 11 years ago. We had a pretty robust office there. Um, we have uh, we have people in Canada, we have people in Central and South America, uh, and all of those languages that implies. Um, we recently uh, have signed up some partnerships. We tend to be a partner first international organization. So uh, a, a great example of this is uh, about, I want to say eight or nine months ago, we announced a pretty deep partnership with NTT in Japan. They have their own speech recognition system and their own, actually their own competitive application, if you will. But they recognize that our feature set, our platform is significantly broader than what they had been using and taking the market. So they OEM it from us. Uh, but it's a brand open OEM. So it's an unusual OEM in the fact that they're using our brand strength globally on top of their product that they offer to their existing customers and because we have the capability of using other speech recognition systems, not just the one we bundle, uh, we actually made an announcement about it on Monday. Um, because of that, it enables them to continue to use the technologies that they've chosen and then use our platform to deliver. Um, that's true for us. We have presence in, in Africa that way through several partnerships, uh, Genie, Colby, those sorts. Uh, heck, we're uh, in the middle of negotiating a global partnership with one of kind of the big three tech companies. And the idea there is we would become their offered speech analytics to their customers globally using their speech recognition. So they already have all of that presence, all of that support, everything like that. We just bring a capability as a platform to their customers as an add-on. And so honestly, I can't think of a business continent that we're not embedded in. I mean, we have uh, we had offices in Australia uh, where we were serving kind of South Asia, um, obviously the relationship in Japan, and then uh, some other relationships with companies like Nuance that bring us over the larger part of Asia uh, and the um, uh, EMEA, UK, that area. And believe it or not, some of our customers uh, use our software so well that they now want to sell it to their in-stream customers. And so we have some pretty good distribution arrangements with some of our large enterprise customers. So it's, it's, it's complex, but you know, global business is complex. And um, the goal is to service the customer the way they want to be serviced. Uh, to answer the language question, it's greater than 100 different languages in both text and audio that we support. So... Yeah, it's still amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, really? 
great stuff. Thank you, Jeff. So last question for you today then. Um, so most organizations, uh, they know that the insights gained from contact center conversations can fuel better CX. Um, but how should organizations be using these insights to benefit the entire enterprise? Uh, insights beyond the contact center. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, we recently announced and launched a rebrand, and, and it's more than just you know new logo, new colors. Um, it's really a new statement of purpose. And we went from, hey, let's make your organization's contact center the, an effective, efficient organization to how can we help drive business transformation? And I know transformation is well overused. It's almost as bad as synergy at this point. But how can we help your company transition to thinking about software like this are really all CX-driven software as something that's going to help improve my business, not just make measurements. Um, we, we used to tell people that we were like the world's most sophisticated fire alarm, right? I, I won't just tell you that there's a house on fire. I will tell you what room, how hot, when did it start, how long has it been burning? I'll tell you everything you need to know about it. But what we didn't do is we didn't bring a hose. We didn't put the fire out. We would, we would rely on the organization to know how to do that. And so this big shift is, hey, we're going to deliver the insights as a part of a comprehensive methodology to fix the problem, not just make people aware of the problem. And so the idea is, hey, because it's in this part of the house, you want to use this hose. And we already know the two people that we need to bring in the play. And all of that is about driving what we call BPI, which is business performance improvement. And so... Um, if you ask anybody on our senior team, for instance, you know, what kind of company is Callminer? Three or four years ago, we would have said analytics. Now we say, well, we're a BPI. We're, we're here to improve the performance of your business through insight management. And we're here to partner because I'll tell you what, in these large enterprises, nobody does it alone. Nobody buys one piece of software and goes, that's it. We're good. We've solved all of our problems. And so the ability to participate in that ecosystem of, you know, shutter transformation, we just, we had to change fundamentally who we are. So that's, that's how we're doing it. And we're particularly targeting um, business to business sales, which is outside of the contact center. We're targeting healthcare beyond just the contact center payer provider kind of realm and looking at RCM, you know, revenue collection management. We're looking at telehealth. I don't know if you've gone in for a physical lately. I did a physical recently and it looked exactly like this. Honestly, they sent me to a local drugstore to get my blood pressure and all of the vitals taken. And then a doctor got on the phone with me with video and we had a five minute conversation and that was my doctor visit. And they incentivized me to do that. I want to provide software. We want to provide software that helps that company behind that make sure, was it a good experience? All the same questions, except now it's an intimate conversation with a doctor. So you have you know, HIPAA and high trust and other things to concern yourself with. And we all manage that. It goes back to your first question. How do we manage all that? Well, the platform takes care of that for us. So that's what BPI is and that's where we're going. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Jim. Now, sadly, that's all we have time for today, but special thanks to Jeff from CoolMiner for joining us. Thank you again, Jeff. Oh, I appreciate it. Really enjoyed my time. Great stuff. And we hope to hear from you again in the near future. Absolutely.
Now, if you've enjoyed our exclusive interview with Jeff from Coal Miner, then please do share our video on social media. It's always greatly appreciated when you do so, and do subscribe to our channel as well. So from myself and from Jeff, it's goodbye for now. I'm Carly Reed from CX Today. Thank you for watching.